Hey everybody, just want to welcome you. So excited that you chose to join us. Want to say hey to Tina and Tess and Sandy. See you online. Uh, yeah, just so excited that you're with us today. And we just want to welcome you to a live Q&A with Diane Lehman. And uh, we've called this Revelation, the Rapture, and more. <laughs> so, you know, we're probably going to cover a lot of different things. Yeah. Just want to welcome you, Di. Thank you. It's, yeah. yeah, it's fun to be here. And, you know, Facebook is really a great medium for a lot of things. Yes. I know we tend to sometimes be too critical. And we're just excited that we can use this to have a, a genuine dialogue. And so we welcome your questions. I'm not guaranteeing that we can answer them, yes. but we do know the one who has the answers Amen. and you actually can hear his voice too. So um, we're excited for wherever this conversation goes tonight. And we think it's, you know, one of maybe several we'll be having yes. throughout this uh, message series that we're doing on the weekend yes. at Vineyard. So yeah. yeah, we are in a series called Revelation the unveiling of Jesus Christ. And, you know, Jesus really wants to be unveiled. He wants to be revealed. He, he loves that we, like, press in and discover more of Him. But I wanted to, you know, chime in on what Di just said about, you know, this is a Q&A. And, you know, some of you are joining us live right now. And if you have questions about Revelation, the rapture, conspiracy theories, the end times, I mean, <laughs> Revelation kind of covers a lot of different things. Yeah. So uh, you can let us know and we will do our best to get to some of those questions. We might be covering it already. We don't know. But I know some of you are joining maybe at a later time and listening on a podcast and we just want to welcome you as well. So, all right, well, yes. why don't we just dive right in? Let's go. Let's just say, Holy Spirit, come. Yeah. Could Be you pray Yeah, I'd love to pray yeah. because uh, uh, we need you, Holy oh, Spirit. Yeah. We need you. We acknowledge you and recognize you and welcome you as the teacher. You are the spirit of truth. You lead and guide us into all truth. And you actually, as the Apostle Paul tells us in Corinthians, you reveal the deep things of God. So we depend on you, and I thank you that you dwell in each believer. And so this, uh, you know, you're not our own private property, and I thank you that tonight you will open the ears, or if this is listened to later, who, whenever you're listening, that your ears would be touched by the Holy Spirit, and you would have ears to hear what He has to say. Amen. Amen. Great prayer. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, my name is Daniel, and I'm the communications pastor at the Vineyard Church of Central Illinois. And this is our founding pastor, yeah. Diane Lehman, along with her husband, Happy. They founded how many years ago? Wow, 42, 43. I kind of lose track, actually. Amazing. Actually, in the very room where we're sitting, right here tonight, this is our home, and this is where the church began. <laughs> I don't know. I, I always remember that fact, but for some reason during <laughs> this thing, I did not. I know. <laughs> very, very timely. Yeah. So, but, you know... Maybe before we even start diving into some of the deeper things of Revelation or the Rapture, anything like that, um, something, die that you carry, I would say, I, I don't know how exactly I would describe it, but it's a teachable spirit. Mm -hmm. Like, you have pursued uh, to know Jesus, to learn and to grow, to let some of your paradigms be shifted, to take certain things, certain beliefs, and you've let 
Jesus really grow you up? And that is actually a hard place to be. And I've noticed as we've, you know, dove into Revelation, like it, you know, there's just some firm beliefs out there yeah. that it, it's hard. So could, could you maybe somewhat talk about how you have stayed teachable? Yes, that's, that is a gift God wants to give. He definitely honors humility, mm. <laughs> which means you have to regularly say, I don't know and show me more. But a couple of very significant things. Early on, Happy and I, because we were unexpectedly called into the ministry and we, we often felt inadequate in spite mm. of you know getting lots of teaching and training, we started wanting to be right on everything. Like mm. we felt that that was the way we could best pastor people. We took seriously that we are to be teaching truth, that we are to be leading people and that's a serious call, you know, so we wanted to be good teachers. But what happened is we got so fixated on being right. And when you fixate on being right, what happens is you become very critical of other people. You become very dogmatic. You become very legalistic. Hmm. And when we met the vineyard in the early 80s, we suddenly saw that the emphasis that the father wants for us is Yes, of course he wants us to be right, but more than that, he wants us to be real. Mm. And that meant we had to be honest about where we were struggling, what we didn't understand, and to trust him. Mm. And so yeah. we abandoned our pursuit of always being right. And having to know everything. Exactly. Right. Be a know-it-all. I mean, that's actually what tripped up the Pharisees. Yeah. You know, that's what's tripped up people through the centuries. Yeah. But I'll be the first to admit it can be scary because you don't want to be deceived. You don't want to get off on the wrong track. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of voices out there. Uh, but thankfully, you know, Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. Yeah. And he's given us the Holy Spirit of truth. Yeah. And it's okay. When we start veering off, he's been faithful for over 40 years. He pulls us back. Wow. So. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, and I just hope, uh, like, you know, you hear those words of wisdom because I, I know that has been inspiring to me. It, 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 you're able to take maybe something that you haven't believed or something that's different than what you believe and kind of go, okay, Holy Spirit, what do I do with this? Yes. And I, I think as we talk tonight, like, to be able to do that, just like, you know, some things might offend you or, or just be so different than what you, you think or used to think. You know, but we're just saying, hey, Holy Spirit, you're you're the spirit of truth. Yes. You can show us, you know. So that's kind of what we're he here to do tonight, to kind of help you on the journey of processing, like, Jesus, how do you want to reveal yourself more? Because we need you. Yes. In a big way. Like, we are in a crazy time. <laughs> I don't have to, I don't have to convince anybody of the crazy time we're in. No. You know, pandemic, p political tension, racism, all the things. And so we need... We need to know you, Jesus. We need to, you be, to be revealed. So with that said, yes, I think we should dive right in because you, so a, a series on Revelation, um, and how did that, how, how did that series come? Like you, why and how we read Revelation, yeah. that was your message, but right. how did that series come and maybe what did you not get to address? 
Right. In your message. Yes. Well, there's a lot I didn't get to address. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just a simple search online. Uh, of course, most people don't go to libraries anymore, but if you went to a theological library, there are many, 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 many books, and uh, there are many, many different interpretations on the book of Revelation. Yeah, I think so, you said John Wimber. Well, said John Wimber, 17. that was in the 80s. He said there were at least 17 different ways back then. Wow. And, and there's people with charts and, uh, uh, I mean, People have already been contacting me. Hey, I have a 200-tape set. Do you want to listen to it all about Revelation? 200. I'm wow. just saying that to say, yeah. yes, there's a lot of things. But we wanted to zero in on actually what Revelation is. And that word revelation is the word apocalypse, which mm. you know we have more contemporary things. Like we think it means some catastrophic thing, but it just simply means the unveiling of a previously hidden truth. Okay. And in regards to Jesus, the revelation of Jesus, it's unveiling Jesus in a way perhaps that we've not seen him before. Mm -hmm. Well, this has captured my attention yeah. because my passion is to know him more. Yeah. And the one measurement that I use when I'm reading a book and I read a lot, I have to spit out a lot of bones, but that's okay. How many books do you read? A lot. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, praise God for Kindle because yeah. all my shelves are filled up. Yeah. Anyway. But, uh, and I do trust the Holy Spirit though to lead me to those books. Mm -hmm. e even books that I don't obviously agree 100% with, but I can get nuggets out of. Yeah. But um, uh, let's see, I don't know where I was going with that. But um, out of all of that, oh, when I read and when I study, this is the measurement I use is. Is what I'm learning causing me to love Jesus more? Number one. And is it compelling me to love other people more? Wow. If not, like if, oh, I'm feeling proud or critical, judgmental, afraid by what I'm learning, yeah. then stop. There, there's something off there. Now, that's a little different from... The Holy Spirit actually stirring you with, mm -hmm. hmm, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, a, a righteous conviction. So. Yeah. So I know, like Revelation, some people even stay away from it because yeah. it causes fear, or it causes them, you know, so like somehow reading with the wrong lens or with the wrong yes uh, understanding of it because it's supposed to unveil Jesus. Yes, not so necessarily unveil the end time. Right. Obviously, it talks about the end of this era as we know it. Uh, but, you know, the end times actually started uh, with Jesus' appearance here on earth mm -hmm. uh, in the first century. Yeah. That's when the end times started. Right. So, so we've been in it for We've been in time. it for 2,000 years. Yeah. yeah. Now, the end of the end, yes, uh, Revelation addresses that. Mm -hmm. But what you always need to remember, you just read the last chapter in Revelation, and it's God wins, and so do we who are his disciples. Right. So it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, other, you know, there are a few questions that came in uh, specifically about Revelation and some of the text. And I thought I would, um, one that Barbara just put in, um, she says, can you explain the book of life? and its importance. Like several of the letters yes. I know that we're going to be addressing in this series talk about and your names will be in the Book of, book life, of life or not taken out of the Book of Life yeah. or and I don't know if you want to just like 
give a little bit about what that means or what, you know, how we can understand that even more? Well, again, there are various interpretations of that. Okay. But I always put it through the lens, again, of the finished work of Jesus. Yeah. And those of us who have received that finished work, yeah. we've become that new creation. Our sins have been wiped out and we are now, you know, a righteous, holy being. Our names have been entered into the book of life because we now possess eternal life. Yeah. And so, yes, it depends, I believe, on our making a decision to receive that life. Saying yes to Yeah, and many people reject it. Yeah. Um, yes. And again, there's several texts that seem to infer, this gets into a much bigger discussion about eternal security and can you lose your salvation, but there are more than one text throughout the scripture that seem to indicate people can make a decision at some point in their life to abandon their relationship with, the Je with Jesus Christ. Mm. Now, I don't know how all that works, yeah. but Hebrews talks about that, Revelation mm -hmm. talks about that, yeah. uh, Peter talks about it. So I don't understand how it all works, but I don't want to go there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. Right. I, right. And I, I think, I mean, I don't know, somewhat sobering yes. during this last year. Very. Seeing friends or people we know seemingly abandon. Yes. Like, you know, just Jesus and the church and everything. Like, I know for you that that has been it's a very... It's been a very, very sobering um, yeah. time. And I, I do quite a bit of reading about people who have deconstructed their faith, left their faith, uh, this is helpful to me to read these memoirs, to, mm. to discern what caused them to give up on Jesus. Yeah. And of course, a pandemic and then all of the upheaval that we've had and then the turmoil in the, uh, what I would, in, in mostly the charismatic world, but even in the evangelical world with the uh, political scene and prophecies, you know, it has caused some people to harden their heart. Yeah. And I would say that's always a dangerous place to be. Yeah. Like you can be confused, but keep your heart soft. Yeah. Uh, that's a teachable, yeah, like keep open. Keep it teachable. Yeah. Right. And, and it always, uh, to me, the test, and I've had these conversations with people who are deconstructing, I'll, ha I'll say, do you still believe that Jesus Christ is God and he died and rose again? And mm. to me, that's the non-negotiable. Yeah. He is God and he died and rose foundational again. Foundational truth. Yeah, foundational truth. Move off of. Yeah, and there's a lot of freedom to believe a lot of other things and right. about a lot of peripheral issues. Mm -hmm. But that's, yeah. No, that's um, really good. That's, so again, we're coming back to what's the focus, even in studying and reading Revelation, is to encounter the living Christ. Yeah. It's not so much to, you know, decode the end time, to understand all the apocalyptic symbols, you know, as interesting as that can be. Mm -hmm. It's, oh, wait a minute, I want to have a fuller grasp of not just who Jesus is, but what he's done yeah. and where all of this is headed. Yeah, that's so, good. Yeah. Um, I, before we move on to some other topics, yeah. um, Kind of sticking in Revelation here, Marty wrote in and 
Um, she said, I love how Dai said, we read Revelation to reveal Jesus. I get tripped up in all the symbolism. You know, the pregnant woman, you mm -hmm. know, the dragon, and she's wanting, wondering if you could address the symbolism. <laughs> and I think that's maybe good because we're only going to cover the first five chapters. So right. we're not even going to get into that place. So we'd love to hear yeah, yes. just your thoughts on how is that revealing Jesus or how do we navigate all that symbolism? Yes. And that's a very good question. Yeah. And again, because it's apocalyptic literature, it's full of symbolism. Yes. And so what you do have to understand is when you read apocalyptic literature and you uh, are looking for and discerning an interpretation, it's don't make the mistake of saying, well, this woman it means exactly this, or this dragon means exactly this. Now, there is some clarity on some of those symbols, and mm -hmm. it's pretty well accepted by most scholars. Other things are very, you know, all over the map and have more to do with people trying to impose contemporary uh, parallels, like trying to uh, identify the, um, the Antichrist. By the way, the word Antichrist does not appear in the book of Revelation, and neither does the word rapture. So <laughs> two words that are often yes. associated with Revelation, not there. But trying to identify who an Antichrist is in modern terms, that's not a good practice when you're reading apocalyptic literature. Now, okay. what's really helpful, and I would say this to anyone, I don't necessarily recommend, you know, reading a huge commentary. We, we give some really good resources, which I will either link or they're... Yeah, uh, you'll it's, make... uh, they, they'll probably put it uh, in the chat there, but you can look in our show notes. Uh, vineyardlive.us slash revelation will give you our series page that will have all our messages, but books and some really helpful videos to kind of help you navigate. Yes, but I personally have been totally blessed as I've read Revelation several times starting the summer reading it again and then into the fall and now into the winter using the Passion Translation. The reason I like the Passion Translation, and this is by Brian Simmons, who's very uh, conversant in Greek, Aramaic, and Hebrew, mm -hmm. but the reason I like it is the footnotes. Yeah. And so that's kind of like a mini commentary. Yeah. But uh, it, that would be very helpful for anybody who's trying to figure out uh, some of the apocalyptic symbols and apocalyptic literature, yeah. and he'll give you what I believe is a uh, interpretation that always reveals more of Jesus yeah. and is very New Covenant focused. Yeah. So I would recommend grab a Passion Translation with footnotes, yeah. and that will help you. That's really good. Yeah. You could also go to BibleGateway.com. BibleGateway.com. So it's it's you can look up any translation yeah. there, and the footnotes are all in there. Yeah, and it's free. So that, uh, we also recommend helpful. one of my favorites is um, uh, Revelation for Everyone, and this is by um, N. T. Wright. Mm -hmm. He's a very prominent theologian scholar out of the U. K. and he not only does his own personal translation, but then he has a very readable, understandable commentary. Yeah. And the thing I love, he is a total kingdom of God theologian. And see, that's really important because if you are truly a kingdom of God theologian or person, which we are as a church, we're yes. a kingdom of God, that's our 
uh, a controlling narrative of our interpretation, you basically cannot believe in the rapture. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know if we I, want to go I there or not. I want to move to the rapture. Okay. But could you just explain what it means to be a kingdom of God, church or person or... Yes. Like, in a short way, obviously. Yeah. I know that's a sure. big topic. Yeah. But in short, what does that yeah. mean? Well, kingdom of God means literally the reign, the rule of God via his empowering presence. Hmm. And so the kingdom of God has existed from all eternity, but the kingdom of God invaded this sphere, planted earth, planet earth, with the coming of Jesus. Yeah. And so that was his message. The kingdom of God is at hand. Now God is ruling and reigning here. And the confusing thing to people was even after his death and resurrection, well, first of all, he wasn't established as king on the throne there in Rome, and that was very confusing. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, because the enemy wasn't Rome, the enemy was Satan, who he defeated at the cross. But then even after Jesus ascended, um, he didn't take the kingdom back with him. The kingdom has stayed. The kingdom is here, and it's coming into full consummation. Yeah. So it's here, it's but it's not fully here. Yeah. And so that's very exciting. It's already here. It's not fully here, but it's going to be fully here one day when Jesus comes back for a second time. Now, if you are a rapture uh, person, mm -hmm. maybe you don't know this, but that means that you agree with a different type of theology called dispensational theology. And that just means the Bible and history are divided up into seven different time periods or dispensations. Mm -hmm. And the church, when Jesus established the church after his death, that was what many of them call a parenthesis. We're just here for a little while, and then we're going to be raptured out. We're going to be taken out. And then Jesus is going to be really, you know, working with the Jews again who initially rejected him. Mm -hmm. And so there's actually, instead of a second coming of Christ, there'll be a third coming of Christ uh, to bring the kingdom. Uh. So I know it's kind of confusing. It's just though, if you're a yeah. rapture person, then you basically believe in two second comings of Christ. Yeah. We don't agree with that. We believe he came, he brought the kingdom, mm -hmm. and he will return to fully consummate the kingdom. Yeah. And so, yeah, then we'll be caught up with him, you know, in the air, meaning in the new heaven and new earth mm -hmm. here. Yeah. So where are people getting, um, and I know you know this history, yeah. but this is some of the questions yeah. like, you know, it's is it a theolo I guess it is a theological position, the the rapture, the understanding, mm -hmm. but is it truly biblical or where are people getting this yeah. idea from? And I know there are series like Left Behind or yes, what, you the, said the late, late Great Planet Earth. Late Great Planet yeah. Earth. So yeah. there's there's these things that have reinforced it in our culture yes. that kind of made it you know, even if you don't know Jesus, you know about the rapture somehow. <laughs> you know, like, well, there have been movies. And there's movies. Yes. Left Behind. I mean, I, I was just looking at Nick, Nicolas Cage. Yes. You know, yeah. started in yes. Left Behind 2014. Anyway, can you just speak into that? Yes. Where did this come from? And can you help us kind of navigate where, where maybe you've landed? Again, yeah, sure. we want to give you things that help you take it to Jesus, right? Because you may be a yeah. wholehearted rapture believer 
And we're just saying, okay, yeah. why don't you consider this with Holy Spirit together? Yes. So anyway. And, and I, I don't ever want to come across as disparaging anyone who believes in the rapture or uh, that doesn't make you a stupid person. It doesn't yeah. make you an unholy person. And it's actually, it's very understandable how people embrace this. It, if you do a little bit of uh, history on it, it was totally unknown until about the time of Martin Luther, which would have been the 1500s, but it wasn't really established as a doctrine until about the 19th century, and that was through a man called Darby, which isn't all yeah. that significant. But what then um, spread it all over Christendom was a man named Schofield. Uh, he uh, published a Bible that had commentary that mm. followed this whole dispensational uh, theology, and rapture was a huge part of that. And there are a few different texts that they uh, center on. It's not important to name those. You can research that mm -hmm. online if you want, or later we can even give you a resource that talk about you know, a, a person being taken and a person left, or caught up into the air. There's lots of explanations like why that does not refer to a isolated taking away of some Christians, leaving other unbelievers, mm -hmm. and to, to go through a terrible tribulation of three and a half years or seven years, depending on what you believe. And so, yes, it, it became very, very popular. It's still very popular because of the Schofield Bible, number one, and then uh, some very prominent theologians mm. who then you know, wrote about it, preached about it, you know, published about it, and then of course the movies and the, the books that just the everyday person read. Yeah. Now, the danger that I see is, you know, we all have some mixed up theology. The danger is though when you focus on rapture, number one, it's fear-based. It's like, oh, I gotta get right with right. God, or yeah. And versus, and it's very escapist. You know, versus how can I love my neighbor? Mm -hmm. You know, how can I serve those around me? And you're not worried. Like, uh, am I going to be taken or am I going to be left? Mm -hmm. No, you you have assurance. Jesus is coming back again. When you said yes, yes, he said he, he it, said yes to you. You know, absolutely. It's like, yeah. So it's it's finished. And right. so when you have a rapture focus, you know, it's about you know getting out of this world. When you have a different focus, which is just or the second coming, focus, king, yeah. which we would say kingdom focus, it's faithful discipleship and loving Jesus right now mm -hmm. in this world, yeah. not getting out of it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's why I, I feel, I mean, again, it's not, it's not going to send you to hell or it's not going right. right. it, to, it does affect how you live your Christian life, though. Mm-hmm. It becomes a rapture focus is more self-centered, you know, and and it's very interesting to do a study how many groups have promoted this is the date for the rapture, right? And then people would sell everything, right? Uh, they would like totally change their life, and then it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, no, it's going to be this date, and then it wasn't, and now it's this date, right? Uh, I lived through about three or four of those. Um, How was that? Like, was there a pressure? A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Oh, yes. And were you kingdom people through all well, of those? Well, you have to understand that many of the young people that um, I knew in the 70s, 
because we all got saved in the Jesus People movement, mm -hmm. and we were all told this raptured theology and the end of the world was coming, and we all bought into it. Many of them did not go to college. Why? Because the world, yeah. We won't even be here. Yeah, yeah. we won't be here. So right. people didn't go to college. They didn't have children. No. Why? The world's over. Mm -hmm. And so made a lot of significant decisions that did alter their lives. Yeah. I mean, not beyond redemption. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, well-known groups like Jehovah Witness mm -hmm. and then um, even uh, different cults like the David Koresh down in Waco, you may or may not be familiar, Jim Jones. Mm -hmm. uh, people gave their lives to uh, those dates. To those, to those dates. dates yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, it's caused a lot of disappointment and disillusionment. And yeah. yeah. So if you were someone, and then we'll, we'll move yeah. on to another topic, but if you're someone who believes in the rapture, yes. Like, you know, maybe you're someone that believes yeah. in the rapture, and it's fine. It's, but you're like, okay, you're kind of convincing me. What, what do I do? Like, what are the, some of the, I don't know, the, the invitations to the kingdom, you know? And, and you mentioned a few, but I, I just think there, yeah, there, there is like a purpose for us here on the earth yes. right now. And so I, would you just, you know, maybe inspire or, or, well, or and talk about that part? A lot of why Jesus wrote these letters. Yes. It wasn't telling them to prepare to leave as much as encouraging faithful discipleship now resisting accommodation and compromise with the culture. Mm -hmm. um, being that bright, shining lampstand wherever you go, sharing the love and life and light of Jesus and demonstrating by your own life, overcoming evil and embracing good. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's not about, again, getting out of here. It's about being salt and light here right now because we're Jesus' body. You know, right. and so we're to be doing his works, yeah. uh, including not just the fruit of the spirit, but of course the gifts of the spirit of healing and setting captives free. Yeah. And so yeah. we're not so self-focused again, but we're focused on the kingdom. Yeah. On he is Lord. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So all of this kind of is touching on end times. Yes. You know, which Revelation touches on this. Um, and obviously... We are in the end times, but there is end times coming, you know, yes. so there's... It, well, there's an intensification. There's an intensification. Yes. And obviously, there's a lot going on in our world right yes. now that is making everybody, I don't know, There, there's just a lot of conspiracy theories mm -hmm. that, that are going around. And you've lived through many, probably many of these. I know QAnon is one of them right oh, yeah. now. Yeah. And um, is there truth? In, in any of this. It, should anyone listen to, to these? Like, I, I think, you know, we really have to have, you know, our ears open to the Holy Spirit. Yes. But would you, you, you've lived through a lot of this. And yes. I, I would just love to hear you address what do we do with conspiracy theories, QAnon? How do we, how do we navigate yes. through that in this really crazy, tumultuous time? Yeah. That's a, a big question. That's a big question. Yeah. And, um, if you did hear my message over this past weekend, February 21st, um, I unfortunately did not spend adequate time. Hmm. Uh, I made a couple mentions about QAnon and 
was misunderstood, and I take full responsibility for that because I want to go on record, first of all, as saying I'm not a conspiracy theorist, neither is the Vineyard Church. <laughs> and, and, but I also want to go on record as saying a couple other things. Number one, I don't think people who believe in conspiracy theories are bad people or stupid people. Um, that, that's not for us to judge. I think a lot of us are vulnerable to these right now because hmm. of all of the upheaval in our culture, in our media, um, the political system. And so I, I particularly liked, I referenced uh, Rich Nathan, the founding hmm. pastor of the Vineyard in Columbus. Yeah. He did a, a, a good teaching on this. He's helping all of us navigate because Many um, evangelical Christians are being attracted to conspiracy theories, and I'll, I'll get to the QAnon here in, in a moment. But um, I liked what he said. Why are conspiracy theories commonly believed during times of crisis? Hmm. And um, this is good. He said, well, number one, conspiracy theories are driven by for our desire for understanding. And right now, we we're all confused. We don't know who to believe, what to believe. It, and so we want some kind of understanding. Yeah. We want, secondly, some kind of control. Mm -hmm. you, you know, again, the voices are many, they're varied, they're loud, uh, and it can be very, very intimidating. It helps us gain a sense of control. They also obviously appeal to our pride. And this is always, this has been a problem in the church since Paul wrote to the Colossians. There's all these, you know, Gnostic uh, heresies where, well, I know, but you don't. Mm -hmm. We have the secret. You don't. And, you know, that's dangerous. And uh, all of, all of uh, the word of the Lord is open to everyone. He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit's saying. That's um, good. That's good. And so he goes on and he just says, you know, our institutions have suffered a crisis of credibility. We can't trust our schools, mm -hmm. our, even our churches, yeah. uh, you know, our government. And so we don't know where to turn uh, for truth. Well, that's what makes a conspiracy theory and theory so attractive. Yeah. Now, why are they so also so powerful? Well, they're counterfeit. But in order for a counterfeit to be effective, it looks very real or it has a nugget of truth. Mm -hmm. Remember where Jesus said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Just a tiny bit of leaven, you know, in, in a, uh, you know, the tiny bit of yeast causes mm -hmm. the whole lump, you know. Yeah. So we, they, there is some truth. Okay. Now, twisted truth, you know, out of context truth, but they're attractive to people because there is some element that rings true. Mm -hmm. Now we know that the people know that there's something wrong or yes. something is not going right, and they don't understand. Right. So right. yeah, that does not in any way legitimize them. Right. <laughs> so, yes. but I'm just saying that's what makes them so dangerous. Yes. Um, and that's what causes people to be attracted because mm -hmm. it's. Okay, now I figured it out. Well, yeah, I know uh, this problem. I know for sure that's happening. And now they're telling me why it's happening. And so people are, again, very, very vulnerable. Now, the issue that 
the point I wanted to make about QAnon yeah. was Q is an unknown behind the scenes person. We don't know who it is. Yeah. Uh, there's conjecture. Why are people so attracted to that when we actually know Jesus Christ? Yeah. We have his word. Yeah. We have a community of faith right. whereby together we can discern his truth. We actually, um, you know, in our you know, belief system, we have prophets, we have teachers and mm -hmm. apostles and pastors. So we, we have. Yeah, uh, and we even have healing and signs yes, and wonders, yes. like things that show the kingdom is here, yeah. like heaven is being released yeah. on the earth, right? Now, what makes, again, something like QAnon or even any kind of conspiracy theory attractive is because it's addressing the fact that evil is real. Hmm. And we believe that as Christians. We know evil is real, and we know behind it are all kinds of demons and uh, spiritual gods that, you know, there's only one God, but, I mean, false gods. Mm -hmm. So we know that we have a supernatural worldview. That makes us a little more susceptible even to conspiracy theories because we do believe in a supernatural worldview. We believe evil is real. And so they play off that mm -hmm. and that causes us to get sucked into them. Hmm. My question is though, is believing that stuff, reading that stuff, posting about that stuff, what's the fruit in our life? Are we loving Jesus more? Are we loving one another more? Do, am I more peaceful, joyful? Yeah. Am, am I praying more? Like, yeah. For the most part. Fear, judgment. Yes. <laughs> you're fear, judging, you're, you're not yeah. loving more people, you're like judging them. Yeah, you're yeah. judging or you're proud, you're, you're, you're getting more yeah. adamant, and you're putting your trust in human beings. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's political figures or teachers in that group versus trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and his community, his, his church, which mm -hmm. is why, of course, I'm a huge advocate that you're part of a church. Yeah. And we need, we need good teachers. We need teachers who rightly divide the Word of God. Yeah. We need teachers who are constantly exalting the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ and his victory over evil. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Yeah. So what would you say to someone, again, maybe they're, they're watching, maybe they dove into QAnon yeah. or, you know, and they're like, well, how do I, I don't know, how do I navigate my way out of that? Yeah. Or, you know, because there's a level eventually, you know, even the ones that said the rapture is happening this day. The, yeah. Eventually you realize I'm duped. I, I was duped. Yeah. I, th this is not the truth. Um, well, there, I mean, because I think there's a level you feel ashamed or embarrassed. You or, do. You know, so what would you say, like, how to navigate out of that? Like, what would you say to those that maybe are, you know, maybe believing some of those things? Um, how, how can we start getting back, you know, connecting with Jesus for, that he would be revealed more? Yes. Well, Jesus gives this the prescription. Okay. He says simply repent. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that means turn, have a change of mind. Mm -hmm. I would say change of heart, you yeah. know, where you're, okay, Lord, like 
yeah, I carried that too far. I, ooh, whoa, I went down that path. Um, again, thank you for forgiving me. Mm -hmm. Thank you that you're going to lead and guide us in, in the right path. Yeah. And doesn't mean we'll never make another mistake or take another, you know, be duped by something. Yeah. But um, there are gifts of discernment from yeah. the Holy Spirit. And I'm asking for a fresh outpouring of that yeah. on our church. I'm asking for a fresh anointing on teachers in our church. Yeah. Um, because we need this. And thankfully, we're part of a larger group of churches where it's not just us. Yeah. We're submitted, you know, to the vineyard movement at large and in discernment with them. Yeah. And uh, needing their wisdom. Yeah. So I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. And so again, I want to be clear for those who thought, oh my goodness, I'm advocating yeah. <laughs> conspiracy theories. No. And I'm also not equating conspiracy theories like with any one, say, political party or, you know, frame of mind, because it can be all over the map. Yeah. I'm a very conservative person. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. So you know, Though one, they do, they're not they synonymous. Not equal each other. Yeah, they're not synonymous. I think in this season, yeah. they have been... They became. They became that. Yeah. It's like, oh, if yeah. you are they conservative, then, vice versa. You know, yeah. it's the... Yeah. yeah. So, um, and I probably won't uh, go down this ro road right now, but see, layered <laughs> on top of all that, and I've addressed this in a couple other um, podcasts and things, has been the confusion of the prophetic. Mm. And so when prophetic voices... And again, we believe in prophecy. Right. We believe in that. Yeah. Um, when prophetic voices declared things that now have not actually happened, you know, it's, it's thrown the entire prophetic world into um, upheaval. Yeah. And there's a lot of contention yeah. as people are trying to sort out, whoa, 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 what's going on? Yeah. And that contributed. Can I trust a yeah. pro pro prophetic voice anymore? Right, yeah. right. And what are they saying about the end times? And, you know, the book of Revelation is actually a prophecy. But what people have to understand, the meaning of that word prophecy as it's used to describe Revelation is not first and foremost predictive. Mm -hmm. it's, it is prophecy in the sense of challenge and encouragement and comfort. Hmm. And so that's what the truth of Revelation is trying to you know, elicit among people versus I'm going to predict this event, that event, this time, that time. That yeah. is a great, yeah. like, differentiation. Um, and the challenge, what, to know Jesus, right? Oh, calling, absolutely. Calling you back to Him. To Him. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not, again, first and foremost predictive, although it obviously has predictions. Elements but, yeah, that, But yes. prophetically speaking, it is to bring encouragement to yeah. us as disciples of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I should just mention this, you know, having watched some of the QAnon, yes, you yeah. know, videos and what I noticed in myself is that, um, it, 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 it's the judgment thing. Yes. It's like I, I started judging certain people that it, they were calling out or exposing and realize, well, those people are still made in the image of God with much worth and value. Yes. And Jesus still loves that person, even if they're not following yes. him and yes. walking in his ways. Like when I start hating people or being mad or judging them, I, I realize I'm not like Jesus. You know what I mean? That's like, so good, Daniel. I, so I think, yes. it's like, I think, you know, those were one of the signs that kind of like snapped me out of like, okay, 
Jesus is alive. He, he, his kingdom is forcefully advancing. He is uh, redeeming the things that the enemy has stolen. You know what I mean? So yes. we are here on the earth to be his hands and feet, to, to call people back to Jesus. Like, so if that wasn't leading me in that place, yes, it was putting me in a different place. And I, I'm just like, Jesus can take care of, if any of that is true that I just watched, yeah. he'll take care of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, I'm going to love them and love them back to life. You and know? pray love, for them. And pray for them. Yeah. Yes. And we're, you know, and pray for um, our elected officials. That's what the Bible commands us yes. to. And yes, love the unlovely, love those that we wouldn't necessarily have relationship with. Yeah. You know, care for the poor, care. Yeah. I mean, that's the heart of Jesus. It is. And so, yeah. So if there was anything you could, I mean, we've talked a lot about a lot of things. Yes. Revelation, <laughs> the rapture. I mean, your heart, I mean, you live in union with Jesus. You're exploring to know mm -hmm. him, not just know about him. If you had anything to encourage or even impart, you know, even the gift of discernment, I felt something yeah. on that when yeah. you were talking about it. Um, would you just, yeah, speak and then even just impart or pray over us? Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to cover before that. I don't know if there are other questions that were prominent or yeah. anything that... Um, I mean, many of the ones that were there before yes. that you, we've covered. So that's good. <laughs> good. We're, we're hitting on some of the... Um, you know, someone just wrote, you know, first, first that's only in 17. Mm -hmm. I, I think people... Maybe you're trying to figure out, okay, so that scripture says they're caught up is, you know, where the rapture Yes, comes and that's from. a very good question. That's one of the main texts that the rapture yeah. theorists use. And that actually, in context, is talking about the final resurrection when people will be, in the second coming, be caught up yeah. with Jesus. So it's not talking about a intermediate time yes. of rapture. I see. Yeah. yeah. And, but yeah. I understand why. Yeah that's a text that is often used to uh, promote the rapture theory. Yeah. But in context, it's actually referring to that final yeah. resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. a, a pre intermediate, intermediate yeah. thing. Right. 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 So that's, that's good. Those are good questions. They are. Yeah. Really and good. I love having dialogue about yeah. it. I think, I think we have to have more dialogue. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, where we listen to one another mm -hmm. and we honor one another, we respect one another. And I think that truly blesses the Lord when we're able to do that, Amen you know, with that. soft hearts, open hearts. And, you know, I, I made this comment and I, I am sobered by it. Almost every epistle in the New Testament and then including Jesus' teachings in the gospel warn us about false teaching, mm -hmm. warn us about... Um, false prophets. And, you know, the danger is, again, you get super critical. And, you know, I've been there before pointing out, well, they're wrong and they're wrong and they're wrong. No, no, no. It, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, how, how, how do you address that? Are, are the ones mm -hmm. that, you know, predicted things, are they false prophets? No, they're not false prophets. Okay. No, 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 no. So how would you I mean, differentiate, I guess? Yeah, they, they missed it. Yeah. And, and right. I'm, I'm, super encouraged by those who say, hey, I missed it. Yeah. No, a false prophet is like, if you, biblically, when you study what a false prophet is, it's someone who intends to deceive, okay. <laughs> who like intends yeah. to like draw people away from Christ. And so I think most of the people who prophesied and it didn't turn out what they thought 
are good people, yeah. good men and women. Love Jesus. Love yeah, Jesus right. and, yeah. and love people. But yeah. um, uh, I, bad teaching, false teaching, to me, you know, we have a lot, we embrace a lot, a variety of beliefs. Mm -hmm. You know, we differ on, say, baptism or communion or, you know, they're like, who authored certain books? To me, the, that's, that can be okay. Don't mess with the core doctrines of Jesus is God. Okay, that's <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah, Jesus is God. Not a God. Not he, a God. Yeah. He is God. Yeah, he is God. Yeah, and so one that's of the good. signs of a cult is that they'll either say he's just a prophet or he's just a son. Mm -hmm. But he is God, all God. Okay, so Jesus is God. He came as a man. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Some people don't agree with that. He died and obviously we believe in a full bodily resurrection. Amen, right. <laughs> and so those are non-negotiables. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in and of themselves yeah. <laughs> are kind of crazy when you think about they it. They are but, totally crazy. <laughs> but he's confirmed it by, you yeah. know, so many ways. But I, I think it's yeah. really good to hit, you know, when you're, you know, Jesus is the truth. Yes. The way, the truth and the life. So he's revealed, but to know like, when you're talking about, when I'm even saying, you know, she's so teachable, she's been learning and growing, yeah. like there's some foundational things that you have not moved off of. Oh, I'm not moving off that. That's yeah. the rock, yeah. you know, that is yeah. like, that's the foundation. Yes. All these other things where we can hold different views on baptism, but we can still love the same we Jesus. We can. Yeah. So any encouragement, any impartation? Yes. I, I do think mm -hmm. a prayer of like, yes. the gift of discernment and maybe calling the teachers into yes. their thing, you know. Well, and I do want to encourage all of, those who are listening, watching, uh, circling back to the book of Revelation, mm. it is written to the church. It's written to a community of people. Please don't isolate. Please don't separate. Please don't just, you know, uh, be attached to a YouTube preacher alone. And I'm, I listen to a lot of people and watch a lot too, but my point is be in a community a community that lives out the love of Jesus, the life of Jesus, the words of Jesus, where we can encourage one another, correct one another, uh, pray for one another. Yeah. Amen. And I think it's more important than ever. Yeah. And, you know, if the pandemic did anything, it has sought to destroy the church. Amen. But the gates of hell will not prevail. That's right. So, um, That's right. I, and that is the message of Revelation. And yeah. so as we immerse ourselves in that, because we're the body of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So, yeah, let me just say, um, I sense some of you uh, watching, you have a gift of teaching that's on your life, and it needs to be stirred up Amen. right now. And first of all, I want to break off religion that confines you maybe to a certain way of viewing Scripture, interpreting Scripture, but I break off religion. I free you to see all through the lens of the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that you as a teacher... Uh, will have the ability to speak truth to your listeners, truth that brings freedom, not words that tickle ears, not words that just pander to, to people's uh, desires, but speak the truth in love. Speak the truth that Jesus would be totally honored and glorified and magnified. And so I bless those of you uh, you feel a stirring even right now. Uh, I wish I could be there just to lay my hand on your head and on your heart because it's not just teaching from the head. Uh, anybody can 
can parrot what you've heard. You don't want to be an echo. You want to be a true voice of the living Spirit of God. And so I bless that. I also believe the Holy Spirit is stirring up the gift of discernment of spirits. This has been kind of a neglected gift. Uh, we talk about it. We, we give lip service. We need discernment. Is, is what is being spoken, what is being read, what is being published, is it coming from the Spirit of God or the Spirit of the world or a demonic spirit? And again, I don't like to give Satan too much attention, mm. but I do, uh, I definitely um, am, am very aware of his presence. And yes, uh, I'm very, uh, and I'm not respectful of him, but I don't make fun of him. And I don't, mm. uh, uh, he's, he's a real threat. Why? Because he's a deceiver. He is a liar. And that is the thing that infiltrates truth and twists it and uh, destroys it. And so I want to bless those of you who sense right now a stirring, a gift of discernment, just a, a, a fresh knowing if something is from the Holy Spirit of God or the spirit of the world, spirit of self, or spirit of the enemy. And I bless that gift of discernment right now in Jesus' name. Hmm. And then lastly, just uh, those of you who are journeying with us, uh, saying, yes, okay, I'm going to pick up the book of Revelation. Okay, hmm. I am going to ask for a fresh encounter with the living Christ. I'm going to be open and teachable. I want to bless that hunger. And I'm trusting Jesus to reveal himself to you in the way that you need it right now. Your magnificent Savior, who is the Alpha, who is the Omega, who is the firstborn from the dead, that if you've only known him as friend, that you will know him now as the reigning King and Lord of Lords. And any other dimension, some of you need to know him as healer. Some of you need to know him as the redeemer of your past, the lifting, lifter of shame yes. from your life. And all of those... He knows, that's my comfort, is he knows your need. And so I bless you on this journey to encounter the living Christ in a way that you never have before. And I'm trusting him to do that, to give you ears that hear what the Spirit is saying to you. Amen. Amen. That was really good, Di. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you agree? I thought that, yeah, that yeah. was really good and, and timely. And just thanks for sharing your wisdom. Yeah. And, well. you know, you know, helping us just process a really crazy time. And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, the book of Revelation written thousands of years ago, and yet we're still mining out the depths oh. of how it's revealing Jesus. And a really, this is a very timely time to, to be going through this. And, very. And to try to understand, okay, Jesus, we need more of you than we ever have. Yes. And you, you have, you're the answer to every problem we have. Well, and he... He, Revelation uh, is a very political book. Yeah. <laughs> and in, in that sense, that we're constantly being called to who is the Lord of our life? Who is God? That's good. And uh, in every century, in every era, that is challenged. Yeah. And uh, we are course, citizens of heaven. We are citizens of heaven. Amen. We are kingdom of God people. Amen. And so, so good. Yeah. Well, thank you so yeah. much for joining us. And you know, uh, I just want to encourage you to dig a little deeper. Like yeah. if you go to vineyardlive.us slash revelation, you'll see our series page and a lot of the resources oh, that yes, I mentioned. Oh, yes, definitely. Books, uh, yes. Different books. And we'll continue to add uh, more things on that page as we 
uh, curate them and discover them and yeah. preach them and all those kind of things. But thank you so much for joining us and so glad that we're on the journey together. Yeah. Bless you all.